Esten Volon Toga, and Solemn to be Levet Mi Vidre, and welcome to the youth political podcast that is Politibabble, where this week it is all about the Tory party. I'm Oliver, and as usual, I'm joined by my superb co-host, Archibald, as well as today's guest panellist, uh, Mitzi. Hello. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast, Mitzi. Uh, I'm sure if you don't know her from uh, political Isle of Man Twitter, then, uh, you know, here she is. So, um, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I've had a pretty good day. Wasn't as warm as I'd hoped, but, you know, it's the Isle of Man. What can you do? How about you, Oliver? How has your week been? Um, My week's been okay. Um, Yeah, not not too much has happened, which is not too bad. yeah, that's uh, about it for me. Yeah, no, nothing interesting. I mean, I do get some provisional results tomorrow, so a little bit nervous about that. But well, best of luck. I'm, I'm sure I can, there's not much I can do now. There's not much you can do now. Exactly. Well, we do come to the most important, po- uh, ke- uh, not cake of the podcast, <laughs> most important question of the podcast, which is Mitzi. If you were a cake, what cake would you be? I would be a red velvet cake. Any particular reason? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because on the edge, it's white, and you don't really know what's inside it, but then when you get in, it's red, and it's delicious. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know one thing about red velvet cake is I didn't realise till probably sometime last year, I think it was, that um, it's actually chocolate cake, but it's just got red food colour in it. It's got beetroot in it. Oh, it's got beetroot yeah. in it. If, oh. if you're making, like, a, a proper one. Oh, proper yeah. red velvet cake. Yeah, oh. it's, got, it's got beetroot in it. Right, I thought it was just chocolate, but... You know, there well, you go, depends, and you learn yeah. something. If you do a proper one, then you learn something new every day. I, don't I you? can't make a red velvet cake. I just, <laughs> I tried once. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, um, yes, we get on to the question of the week, which is: Will the Conservative Party's success continue? Which obviously we're talking about UK politics here, and uh, and how they they've been pretty successful recently. Yeah, they've been um, in government for. 10, 11, just over 11 years since 2010, which yeah. say is pretty successful for a government to stay in that long. So when is the next general election in um, the United Kingdom? Is it 2023, I think it is, or 2024? 2024, depending if obviously Boris decides to try and call a snap election before, which he, he, I don't think he will do, but it's, it's entirely possible. He could do it to just, hmm. if, he's, if he's confident. <laughs> yes. But, uh, could turn out like Theresa May. Oh, yes. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> so we do. We do. We do. Uh, obviously, what Conservative Party? If you didn't already know, it's the party in government in the United Kingdom. Uh, the current leader of the political party is Boris. I'm uh, oh, sorry, Alexander de Fuffle, uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson, to give his uh, proper name. Um, and it's been uh, in government since. Or, or Bojo, as he or sometimes in, commonly in, known as. Indeed, uh, and they've been in government since 2010. It's arguably, I think, the oldest. Uh, political party in, in the world. Uh, the current uh, Conservative Party was founded about eighteen, the 1830s. That it does trace its origins, I think, back a lot further, which is quite interesting. And I am, uh, as a disclaimer, a member of the Brilliant, Compa- uh, Brilliant Conservative and Unionist Party, to give its full name. And I am not. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Missy? Are you a member of any political party? I mean, no. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to run for election in the Isle of Man, so I'm not I haven't sort of set my loyalties in England yet. But not this uh, election. No, they won't let me. I'm 17. They'll they'll let me pay tax, but they won't let me run, you know. Yeah, no, pay, I've, pay I've tax if you earn it. I'll pay me enough. To, oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, yeah. just to say, Mitzi wasn't uh, declaring her intention live on our program. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, yes. Uh, just, just to be clear, uh, just, just to avoid any um, bias here. So um, there is th- obviously. We've seen Boris kind of be the poll-defying prime minister in a way. Mm. Anything good or bad he does, the polls just seem to be going up and up and up, yeah. which I think is pretty impressive. But will it crash? We've seen it obviously in the Cheshire and Amersham uh, general election. I think a couple of days ago, the uh, Lib Dems managed to win the seats. Which I, I, was it a freak accident? What, no, what's, what's I don't think it was because at the end of the day, you look at it. At the moment, people are not liking the left. You know, they're not liking Sakir's leadership. They want Jeremy Corbyn back, or they, or they, dis- or they, or they decide that Jeremy Corbyn was a good leader. If, if you were a listener, uh, Mitzi and our faces did start to grimace <laughs> after uh, Jeremy Corbyn was mentioned. People are also sick and tired of 
uh, Boris and his cabinet um, and the way that they've acted over recent months and throughout the coronavirus pandemic and how they have not been very humane in some decisions and um, over recent um, WhatsApp messages and other debacles with um, ministers and uh, the media have been sort of... um, very targetive of of his ministers and not only uh, Boris on spendings of uh, on, on things like that um so yes i suppose there's a bit of a um a bit, i think people are a bit tired of 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 either sides and um obviously it wasn't that long ago that we had a, a coalition um with the liberal democrats um when that would have been well it was with david cameron, yeah. Yeah. So, so, david so, cameron. so you think the yeah. um it will last the lib dem success it will, it will maybe continue in other, other i seats. mean they they've 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 progressed haven't they mm. i don't think they've declined much you know that they they're slowly progressing um but obviously um yeah we'll see we'll, we'll wait see. and see, we'll wait see. Uh, how about how about you let's see what, what do you think sorry um I think that, I mean, I remember waiting all night to find out the result of the 2010 general election. Um, I was 10. And oh, no, I was, support- was, I was supporting period. Ed Miliband. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> Fun fact, um, my, was it was it my mum uh, who went to the same school as him? But that was um, compre- comprehensive school. Oh, right. uh, was it Ed Miliband or was it his brother? David. Oh, David, yeah. yeah. Uh, it might have been both of them. I'm not sure, but. That might even not be a fun fact. It might not actually be true. But... <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see when. Uh, uh, no, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any characters, please do carry on. Um, no, I I think that um, young people particularly, um, I don't think they're going to forgive the Lib Dems anytime soon for tuition fees. I mean, I personally wouldn't vote Lib Dem simply on those grounds, but. So, so just going on to a tangent here, do you, I, I had this debate and debating today. Do you think tuition fees should be paid for by government or do you think it should be private individuals to pay those? Um, partially like the other man government does. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the same. I, I, I definitely think there's, there's a good element of having that, 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 think everyone, that partial payment. But, yeah. but then also, yeah. everyone should have the should right to, 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 to have education mm. at but the I, end I of the day. But I think that um, students who um, are able... To pay, to pay shouldn't. Or, yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel that they, they, they ought to. Yeah, but then that's when pay. you come to the, that's when you come to the decision that everyone must pay because. Of course, yeah. yeah. Because then you get. Fairity, fairity. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah. but obviously, before I give my view, I must play the wonderful beast that I've got to play to introduce the Conservative Party. So here is the Land of Hope and Glory by Elgar. I won't play it for very long, but yeah, it's a bit crackly too. Yeah, so are we still in the land of hope and glory with the Conservative Party? It was supposed to be my wonderful introduction. But I, I personally don't think the Liberal Democrats' success will continue. They are very, very good and historically are very good at fighting by-elections. Mm. They, do, they, do, do, they do quite a good job at, at fighting these key local issues. And actually in their manifesto with the main party, the Parliamentary Party, is actually pro-HS2 and pro-other things that the local candidate gave... Um, and then it was kind of very locally focused, just focusing on one area. They're very good at pooling their resources. But in a general election scale where they have to be so spread out, they aren't really much of a viable option. Mm. They're an interesting, interesting bunch. What does anyone think about HS2? I had actually forgotten about that. Oh, that, I suppose that is related to the success of the Conservative Party because are pushing it for it to go in. I think it will, over the long term, be beneficial. Because they're not, they yes, they do cut down some ancient woodlands. Yes, it's not the best, but in replace of it, they're planting many more trees, which absorb even more carbon, and they do provide quite. A, it does provide quite a low transport link with low carbon transport link with London, yeah. which I think is pretty good. So, so London to Manchester. No, where no, where is it? Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, and then they, they have, it's up north. London to the north. London there we are. North. That's what I'll say. I'm I'm not entirely sure. But obviously, we saw this week a defection from the Conservative Party of John Burko. He decided to... Well, he wasn't joined Conservative Party again. He decided he had to go independent when he became Speaker of the House of uh, Commons. Yeah. Yep. He wrote to the uh, chairman of the Labour Party on the evening of yep. um, the the day he became yeah, uh, speaker and now he's re- he's joined the uh, cons- uh the labor party uh, <laughs> oh, lovely. uh so i think that, that it is quite interesting because he used to be when he was in it's quite interesting to see how his views have changed when he was in student politics he used to be fervently like pretty 
right wing and more socially conservative member of the uh, right wing uh, Monday Club within the Conservative uh, Party. If you heard of that, it, was, it, was, it still exists in a lower <coughs> lower form today. It wasn't is officially kind of ties were cut with the Conservative Party by the Conservative leadership in about 2002, but it still does have a few members and it's pushing. It's kind of a more right-wing, traditional conservative platform. And then he described himself as a Thatcherite. And then now he's gone right over and he's become centre-left. So I think it's quite interesting, his journey. So is that maybe suggesting a swathe of people who his main reasons were anti-Boris Johnson? So will, will the success continue with that? Well, I don't think he... Di- I don't, his disclaimer, I think... I think he mainly said that, because he was talking about in the Scarnies interview, it was... Um, Saying oh, I don't actually have a problem with Boris, I just don't uh, seem to like the the Labour uh, the Conservative Party that much. But that may be to do with he was like deflecting off the the, the Boris part because you know I think he's still up for a peerage. From yeah. I think he's uh, the, from Keir. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not it won't yeah. it won't get granted yeah, anytime no, no, soon. No, no. So Keir will probably wants to give him one now that he's seen he's joined the left. Mm. There were questionings, though, towards the Conservative Party's ability to hold on because there was, uh, well, obviously, it was questionings because it came from a uh, shadow minister in the Labour government and Radio 4 the other day when I was listening. And she she said she 100% thought Keir Starmer would become Prime Minister. Oh. And I, th- I, 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 I did almost think, very, very interesting, because if you look at all the poll numbers, lots of people disagree that he'll ever become prime minister so it is it does pose that a key question was, is was, there a viable opposition to the conservative party to stop their success was this the uh former shadow chancellor i can't, Annalise I, can't Dodds? I can't remember scottish no she was still in power ah, so no okay. well, in, in power uh, yeah. she's, she's in shadow government <laughs> what, what do you think Mitzi? do you think that the lack is there a lack of viable opposition I mean, personally, I have been someone who's transitioned from very far left to, I, I dare not say right, but um, no, I I think that, I mean, the reason primarily I've sort of had that shift is because I find that the Labour Party seems lacking. Like, I mean, it, I don't feel that it, it represents many views. And, and I think that sort of it, and I must admit, I do find Boris Johnson as a leader quite charismatic, and it's it's definitely it's definitely swayed me over. So to actually <laughs> answer the question, um, I think the Lib Dems certainly aren't a viable opposition. Um, but our, our Labour is kind of the key. Ooh, key, key, key uh, ooh, I, I don't know. I mean, to me personally, no. Um, however, to someone who is ardently ardently left, maybe I, depends ooh. depends if they all pull together. But. Because I've, I've seen quite, in speaking to left-wing uh, left people, to generalise them, yes. I'd say more far, far, further left people than centre, they do quite dislike Keir Starmer. They, yeah, they like, they like hate that. him just as much as they dislike Boris Johnson. That's not possible. Uh, it, well, apparently it oh, is. is it? Right. Um, and they're rather the Green Party. And so we do maybe Ooh. see this kind of split between the two main left-wing parties, because Keir Starmer has arguably taken the Labour Party more to more right wing, not still not right wing, but left more central central. So the Green Party does actually look to win more votes, which could, I suppose, foretell future success for the Conservative Party, which is quite interesting. Um, they have been very successful so far. Boris, as I've said before, anything he does which is bad, he can rugby tackle a Japanese uh, kid, or you know, be be. Um, very, very charismatic, throwing a ball over his head or riding on a bike, uh, singing little raindrops, and the poll numbers do go up. Yeah. So he is a—he's the phenomenon in politics, which is why I do think conservatives will—I I would keep him in until he starts to go downhill. On the bike, or? <laughs> well, I think I think he just—he's. We've seen him get away with with things mm. recently. Um, clearly, there's no end to things that you can get away with so, now. Like things that no other politician would. No. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, it's to do with his sort of charisma and other things that he's just allowed to get away with it. Mm. Um, and the key catchy phrases like, get Brexit done, or uh, the, the, the pop- blue the, passport. The, the popularism. Yes, yeah. the popularism, which is, is quite evident. Um, we, oh. we saw that with Trump as well, you know, these these characters which, which make promises, which, you know, I don't know whether America's been made great again, but... Um, 
It's arguable. I think my my favourite comment from, from <laughs> Boris, which was always, which I must say does draw me to his charisma, is is his comments on uh, the dining table. In in the, what sets Britain apart from the rest of the world, uh, kind of is on the dining table. In the dining tables of Europe, they and France, they saw the opportunity to eat and have dinner. In Britain. They saw the opportunity to play whiff waff. If you come across <laughs> that, uh, so he does. He does come out with these very obscure statements, which actually I suppose make him interesting. It's something different, something obscure, something to talk about in the political scheme. Mm. I think that that maybe is something. But what we don't does see from him. Success. But what we don't see from him is, okay, there's this vision, but he, he's not very clear to the people in some ways as I, as is all politics i know uh, but, but being clear is the you, worst is the worst you, thing to do you see him in front of the camera mm. you know you saw him in those lockdowns over the camera how many times did we see him doing that message of you know these these sort of trying to put trust in the people and and it, it you works know, it works, which is, but, but which he, is interesting. Part. I know, but it was, it was, and it was from the the worst comment of all was you're going to lose loved ones before their time, and that you know that was very early on days, and you and there was no plan. It was there, you know, didn't attend Cobra meetings and other such things. He left Dominic Raab to um, to get things done, and Dominic Raab was getting things done. The prime minister has been allegedly to basically mess around and and mm. cause such banter i find it obs- I, I i'm i'm not i'm so, not a big so, fan of him so so but but regardless of kind i, of, I, I find him i find him a great character mm. it, it, <coughs> but but i don't find him i don't find him the best politician so would you say it foretells on time i think success? he's I, um for success yeah i i'd give him i'd give him maybe a, a six and a half out yeah. of ten but mm. i i think um he's gr- he's a great character for spitting image <laughs> if you haven't watched Spitting Image, I, I would recommend it. Uh, it is, especially if you're in the UK, you can watch it free on YouTube. Um, it is, it is an, it's an excellent sati- satirical puppet show. Yes, uh, and and they've done a more it, recent uh, version. Yes. It, it used to be, uh, and they and they do it on in the seventies, yeah, and then they, they revamped do, it recently, twenty twenty. Yes, yeah, and they do it on yeah, yeah. Uh, many Bit more bo- characters as well. well. But yeah. Oh. I was mentioning the streaming platform, but they do on like Dominic yes. Cummings. Like I must say, his masterful Alien uh, from Zeppelin Five was, and, was and they do it on celebrities mm. as well now, yeah. um, and and royalty and. But but there's kind of I would argue this does help Boris because he's become this sort of household figure of buffoonery. Oh yes, he's a buffoon, but we like him because he's, he's our funny. Buffoon. He's our buffoon. He's <laughs> funny. He's charismatic. He draws. That's how he draws the most. It's populism. It's populism by the book. I'm but, sure. But we, I find a lot of people do find that populism mm. very laughable. Yeah. Very. And it works. But the, the, I, it so seems the, to work. The, the, the scary thing is it works regardless of what I think. I, I'm not a massive fan of populism. I think it does kind of have a degradation on our democratic society but it, they have to give it to me it does work at the end of the day that's why it's populism in effect it's especially work within the working class Tory vote because I think that I, a lot of people say oh the working class hate like the, we hate the Tories get the Tories out and then <laughs> if you work and you look at the um, working class vote and then you think, no wonder they aren't voting for the yeah, Labour. Because then north. you see the Labour activists and they say, it's like Turkey's voting for Christmas. Mm. And it's, it's yeah. almost, it's almost um, dehumanising anyone who votes right, uh, who's working class, because they couldn't possibly vote right. Goodness, yeah. no. And that it's kind going, of broke the blue wall. It's, uh, going, all, wall. it's going all red up mm. north. No, no blue, it's not blue. blue. Sorry, blue. Yes. blue. It's going blue up north. Up north. Yeah. So, what do you, do you think? Do you think they've done a good job attracting to working class voters? Let's see. Um, I mean, I, I think that in general, um, working class voters since um, Gordon Brown have become more and more disenchanted with the Labour Party, um, and the most logical place to move to if, if they are um, active voters um, is probably Boris Johnson, because I mean, you can't really you can't really move to the Lib Dems, you know. I mean, I mean you, you you could try, but um, yeah, no, I think so. Mm. I, I think that I think that they're doing a reasonable job uh, of attracting voters, but I feel like that's more from previous failures of other parties than particularly from them personally. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because I, I must I must say it is it's fascinating to see politics in the UK because there's almost ever since uh, Corbyn. Uh, Corbyn worked against Jesus Road, but ever since he failed against uh, Boris, it's kind of just been this really odd system because we've been looking. I've been looking at a system for now uh, at least a year, two year, nearly two years, where there is no opposition to Boris. There's no actually someone who does well in the polls who actually 
can challenge him, can be charismatic at the same time, because it, that kind of is the most important part of politics. To success to fail, you need someone better to take over. But yeah, that that, that, that is that's kind of the key crux, I'd say. That is kind mm. of true. Yeah. yeah, you need they the Labour Party do need something that's gonna overthrow the the Tories. You know, they mm. they've, they've tried to go recently with sort of cronyism and trying to to have a go at them on that and stuff but you it's know, not worked it's not you know the polls just keep going up <laughs> but Mitzi your thoughts on, on sort of on, on where on where they go what can the Labour Party do what oh. can the Labour Party do to to to, to attract an audience again you know hopefully nothing <laughs> um, I mean personally because you like you say you started on the left and you've moved over to the right yeah I mean the reason I've moved primarily is to do libertarianism Mm. Um, and the Tory party don't necessarily float my boat with that, but they float it more than other people do. Um, I feel that, I mean, in, in Wales, um, there's a big rise of the Libertarian Party at the moment. And I mean, if that was more in Britain, um, I don't even know whether they even properly exist in Britain. I, I, I hear in Wales they're getting quite large. Mm. Um, I mean, I would certainly go to that. Um, however... I mean, I think I think if Labour were to take on a more libertarian touch, it may engage with with some traditional leftist voters, but not the majority of them. So I mean, I don't know what they can do. I think if they wanted to totally rebrand, they could go for a more libertarian approach, but I, they, they won't. No, so, they won't. So I'm just... <laughs> I think it is important to know here. I forgot to start to define a certain few things. If you're not so in touch with UK politics, we have the obviously Tories. We refer to quite a lot. That that's basically the shorthand for. The Conservative and Unionist Party, which is kind of a bit of a mouthful, the Conservative Party. Labour, again, is the centre-left party in the UK. Um, it did used to be more left-wing, but it's more centre-left, so it believes in kind of a bigger government, a more nanny state, just the state has more control. Um, and I think that does actually cover most of the key terms, we've cut, which, which it might be a bit confusing, just to put that... So, you know, you, yeah, you know about that. Yeah, and the, and the Tory party want sort of low taxes um and and, and uh, well some do some yes, don't yes yeah yes yes oh well <laughs> we managed to shock mitzi there but we go over to the desk of our listeners where we asked you earlier in the week do you think uh, that the conservative party's success will continue so we we heard uh, kind of jay i suppose uh, who's he's a kind regular of long time listener. regular listener uh, has uh has questioned, I know his message me and say he questioned the um, term of success. He doesn't believe the Conservative Party has been overall successful. I argue kind of within election success there is. But I think he mainly, he mainly points towards uh, the handling with COVID and how they didn't really handle it that well, as Oliver's kind of already got into. And also the success of uh, kind of the austerity measures, which he didn't think were particularly good. Hmm. So I think that that's an interesting part. Do we think that there has been success, I suppose, to start? Well... Election-wise, definitely. I mean, I can see it. I see it mm. turning blue. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, ele- election-wise. But I think there is definitely an argument that mm. some of the handling of COVID um, could have been done better. But equally, um, I do have sympathy for that because at the time, no one knew it was going to happen. Ah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously... They, they, I mean, we've could... been, we have been having signs from, from early on in February, you know, that it was... That it was going to sort of happen in some ways. Oliver yeah. has turned Captain Hindsight, uh, the the Boris what Boris Johnson calls. No, uh, no, no. St- I'm sorry, but he did not attend the. There was no plan apparently. Mm. I, I'm, I'm saying the things allegedly because I don't know for a fact, yeah. and I'm taking some things from the WhatsApp messages. Ah, yes. uh, and, and, um, and the joy uh, we've, we've got another agree uh, kind of agreement with that from Emily Thompson saying what success uh, we then have uh, kind of Liv saying yes that the success will continue to quite the, the short answers to get through uh, Catherine says no because people will start to see how awful they are oh, I have had to change a word there uh, Neil <laughs> said uh, yes uh, although it won't be long before the Liberals take over the way things are going which I As think a is what we're counting as a liberal. I think it's, it's kind of the liberal term has been taken over by what I class as woke and woke for oh, for listeners who don't oh, know is kind of very socially aware and pushing for social change activism mainly through social media. It's like the things of Black Lives Matter is kind of what right maybe classed as a woke brigade uh, message, uh, or maybe other leftist policies is classed as woke now and kind of the tearing down statues as another oh, uh, kind of euthanism for, for woke. That one that fell on the head. Yeah. Yes. So that, that's kind of what, 
Well, the, the liberals, as we call them. So I think in, in the US, they do have another term for it, which I can't mention. Was, was the um, the statue that, that that fell on someone's head, that was Columbus, I believe? Oh, I can't remember. It, so, it most likely so would have stat- been. So an animate object managed yes. to... Yes, yes. Uh, Masood said it's the norm for a, a British party in politics to do well for a certain period of time before people want to change so maybe mm-hmm. that's forecasting it might switch back might do which might do although the polls currently do not show that trend no. uh, could happen yeah James said as long as Labour continue to show no real opposition I think yes it will which yeah. I think I can sympathise with what, 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 Tories, do, do sympathise with it there's no current viable opposition yeah yes well, I see Interesting. So we do have consensus for once on an issue. Well, we do have consensus on other issues anyway. Uh, Until there's there's a a plan and a clear mm. way from the Labour Party. And a united front. And it's also to do with how long... I say, if if Brexit hadn't come up, things may be different. Because we've, we've... Because... People just wanted to get the Brexit out of the way. I, I get think people. Done. I think. <laughs> yeah. people, no, I'm I, sorry. I, I think people were just sick of seeing it on the news. I mean, that's all it was for about three years, you know. But I think it's on the issue that mm. they've been in for power for mm. so long now is that people is are sort of are, are sticking with it. And the, I just want to change in the news cycle, really, because yeah. I, mm. I I love reading the news. I love watching news. I love consuming news. But I did get a bit fed <laughs> up. Breakfast. I did get fed a bit fed up about two years after the Brexit had been mm. voted because Brexit was still the headlines in nearly every single day, and it, well, it was getting boring. Uh, and then we have heard from we heard from a couple of Andrews here. Uh, so I shall refer to them as Andrew 1 and Andrew 2. Uh, Andrew 1 said it better. And Andrew 2 said, yes, ultimately, England is fairly a conservative place. They've not really been into revolution since Oliver Cromwell. Which is, if, if, is fair enough. Um, and then we saw one from our former, uh, uh, one of our founders of political Bible, Brucia, saying it's true corrupt in it. I think I, I that's probably haven't pronounced in it right. I, I believe um, that's how you pronounce it. That's probably it. how, uh, but I'm not so up to date. Oh, fair enough. Yes. No, I'm not either. And that concludes our story time for this week from our listeners. So, Drew, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, what are our ultimate ending views on the, kind of this topic, uh, this question? Will the Conservative Party's success continue? Mitzi? Um... I mean, I, I think that I think for the time being, yes, it will. I think there's definitely an argument that um, that parties go through cycles and eventually it could just drop out of the sky. Um, however, I think that um, there is no viable opposition as I see it, and, unless, like in the Isle of Man, everyone decides they're now just going to run as independents, which could work quite well, possibly. But until I do that, which they won't, that's just me being hopeful. Um, then I believe, yes, the Conservative Party's success will continue. Unless they can turn it around, maybe get a new leader in, and have a clear plan and a message Labour. on Labour fronts, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then, then we could see them overturning. Uh, but the Conservatives, um, unless Boris does something incredibly stupid, which I mean, there's a, there's a number of things that he's done at the moment which are quite pathetic, um, then probably not. It probably won't continue success. Oh no, sorry. Oh. It, it, it probably it, sorry. It'll probably stay yeah. the same way. No, yeah. I, I agree. I think it's it's definitely a lack of viable opposition that's caused um, the success. But also, Boris's charisma has been quite astonishing yeah. uh, of the amount of control. If, if, if there's one thing we can see from history, it's the charismatic politicians who get voted in. And the ones that make history books as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do like the interesting ones. Well. We come to the historical political figure of the week. This week, it is Winston Churchill, who many of you will know as a famous wartime prime minister, and also maybe from his second term. There we go. We move on to our historical political figure of the week, which is, as I've mentioned, Winston Churchill. I'd argue uh, one of the greatest Britons in history. Uh, he was um, a, war, a, war, a wartime leader. He was prime minister of the country uh, kind of in wartime. And then also he then went out of office and then came back in a term later. Uh, <laughs> he was kind of, I think, best well known for his World War II um, 
kind of actions and fighting and standing up to Hitler and he's very uh, against appeasement at the start and then after the war he lost his election uh, and then he was again elected prime minister in uh, 1951 uh, and then died unfortunately in 1965 um, but he's a very famous great orator I'm sure you'll, you'll know his uh, we shall fight on in the fields in the streets and we shall fight in the hills we shall never surrender one of his uh, kind of major uh, speeches and kind of he was a key conservative figure definitely yes I think um, I think he uh, did did a rather good job um, in in doing so um, especially with World War Um, 2 later on I probably um, yeah apart from World War 2 I I don't know much about him to be honest but Mitzi do you have much to say Uh, I mean he clearly did a good job winning the war because we won. Um, but as so, I don't, I don't really believe in war. So I mean, I don't herald him personally as a figure to look up to. But I, I do understand that in in the situation he was in, he did very well. I just, I just don't like the situation he was in. I think. <laughs> but but if you're in the same situation, this is kind of going I mean, to a philosophical issue. Would you, mm. would you would you declare the war on Nazi Germany? Oh. I've oh, asked I don't a tough. Know. I've asked a tough question. I, mean, I here. mean, obviously, I'm not a Nazi, but I do, I do, I do, I do really object to war, and I, I think that I think uh, in I, that I situation object. I probably resign. <laughs> uh, fair, fair, <laughs> enough, mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Th- things have changed a lot now. I definitely don't agree with war now, especially the nuclear yeah. uh, way. But, with but, what but, they've got but, now, you could just obliterate. I know it's. It's probably not the best thing for me to say, considering you know I'm of a different generation now, and it's some people say, oh well, of, of course you can say that, but I suppose things were different back then, and sort of war was inevitable in some mm. cases. Mm. Um, but we're very lucky now that we, we 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 live in a world where it's it's a lot more peaceful in in some areas. Mm. But others, it's, did it's you know? Not. Did yeah. you know his mother was an American? Fun really? facts. I thought I'd come out with some fun facts here. Yeah, his mother was an American. It was quite common for British aristocrats to marry American heiresses, kind of oh, to right. save the fortunes yes. of the family estate. Mm. It was all kind of that's quite common. And he, I think my my favorite part of kind of his whole history was his escape from uh, prison camp because he's a war correspondent for as a journalist for lots of time. Uh, and it was I think he was in uh, the Boer, Boer Wars. Uh, who were fighting the British at the time. He's captured, sent to a prison camp. He escaped by scaling the prison rule and kind of stumbling over to a, a British coal miner manager who then stored him in a mine shaft for a few days until he was sent on a Woodfield uh, train, uh, t- rail truck back into Mozambique, which is quite interesting. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. He, he, was, he was a fascinating man, I must say. Um, yeah, I know some people nowadays want to cancel him, which I suppose is oh, quite interesting. So do you think he should be cancelled? Like post post humorously oh. cancelled. I oh, think it's no. utterly nonsense. I think uh, there were the views at the time. Um, oh. We wouldn't say that stuff now, but you know, he's dead. He did a brilliant thing. We don't need to wreck his uh, kind of legacy in that. I think not. it's good to look back on on that that history, um, and you know, and it, it's it, it's sort of yeah. I think it's I think it's good to look back on that sort of history and and realize that you know that's probably not the right things to say, but. We've learned from that, you know, um, but definitely, yeah. Well, I, I must say, I f- did forget to say, actually, what my Latin greeting was this week. It was, um, is that a scroll in your toga, or are you just surprised to see me? That was my illustrious uh, Latin greeting <laughs> of the week. And I must say, before we continue, we do need to apologise to some of our listeners who appear to say we have classless accents. I must say, it was quite surprising uh, to hear that. Uh, so, uh, oh, sorry, I forget. We must not apologise for having our accents. We are who we are. Uh, so I did find it quite entertaining. What do you think, Oliver? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, don't particularly think I have much of an accent. <laughs> so. I don't. I must say, I did find it. I did find it interesting. Well, we do move on to, I suppose, our favourite part of the week, which is our news. So, we're going to get the headlines from uh, the Isle of Man, and uh, at the moment, the Isle of Man remains COVID-free. Uh, the Isle of Man borders are hopefully going to open further to level 2.0. The NHS app might be able uh, for use for residents within seven days. Worries on the Isle of Man uh, vaccination 
vaccination status for some residents, and there's been 33 declarations for intention to stand or seek re-election, and four members not to stand. That's the Alaman news for this week. So let's start off with uh, the first. Let's run through the the first topics as as quickly as we can. Yeah. The Isle of Man remains COVID-free. Not arguably COVID-free. We don't know. We've got now testing, which we can choose to pick up at schools, no, but they're can't. not mandating you, it. You can't choose to pick up at school. Um, your mum has to. Ha- really? That's what I've heard. That's... I, um, I've, I, I, must, I've, I, I was planning to go we today, told, but I, 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 forgot, you, I forgot to go and think, oh, that, I'll pick that, one up, see what they are. Yeah, I've, been I've been told that you, you, as a sixth former, I mean... Yeah, you can you can request one. However, your parents must pick it up. That's that what is I've amazing. Heard, despite the fact that at sixteen, you can move out. And you can have your own <laughs> medical decisions. Yes, yes, just yes. just not that one. That, yeah. that that one's too much. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Um, I, I will. I'll, I'll have a. I'll have a look into that. Um, yeah. But I, I, mean, I, I think maybe maybe that's what, maybe that's what diff- we were told at school today. Maybe I mean, it differs. Difference it, probably between schools, it, yeah, and policy, it's, which usually it's, it's is decentralised, which is kind of the main the main aspect there. Um, um, the island banned borders to open. I, I I find it quite that's quite astonishing. It was kind of with the chief minister saying we'll move to the two plus two method, and I did find it very interesting how he said it's not discrimination against the unvaccinated hmm. because very clearly it is. Yeah, because what is the you, difference? You, the, the discrimination is kind of defined as kind of favouring one group over another. It does favour yeah. the vaccinated over the non-vaccinated. I can't, does. if I wanted to, the government does not vaccinate me. It's, not, it's choosing not to vaccinate yeah. me because I'm under 18. Which, you know, fair enough. But then don't restrict me because you, you haven't... Chose you chose to, not yeah. to vaccinate me. No, children no. under five don't have to be vaccinated. Well, Why? surely put so it children under 18. And yeah. surely... And there's people of our hmm. age, so it's it's nothing to do with age. It's nothing to do with age because there's people of our age that are clinically vulnerable, so they can get it. So yeah. they can get it. And so equally, people of our age who medically are unable to take the vaccine yeah. because of allergies and stuff. But then, in, interestingly, with going on to kind of vaccine vaccination, um, especially with the two plus two method, those how actually having the vaccine can still transmit yeah. COVID afterwards. The, the government was saying that two months ago. They're saying it doesn't stop you from transmitting. You must still be careful. Yeah. But now we'll let you travel to the UK, yeah. travel to those Indian variant areas, come back over. You so, don't need tests. So someone, it's on everybody. So yeah. someone can, fine. Yeah, so someone can get vaccinated um, on the day that they want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the, they need two vaccinators. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Second one. Yeah. Second so one. After yeah. the day they have the second one, they can leave the island yep. and, and come, come back, back any within within any day. Yep. With and any anyone quarantine. from the UK can come onto the island if they had two vaccines, which is, I, I suppose. It's, I find fascinatingly, it's, it's silly. It, it seems like I, it's silly. I, yeah, and and I mean personally. Um, as someone who's quite interested in maintaining rights, possibly people argue to a ridiculous degree, um, I think um, in a situation like this where the vaccine doesn't actually stop you from spreading it, it'd be different if, if it was a complete block out of it. It, it reduces the risk. It, it uh, does. And it, it, also and it reduces, shows, if you personally yeah. get it, it reduces how badly you get and you it, won't as die. I understand. You won't yeah. die, which the is best, brilliant. The it's, best, it's, it's, yeah. it's a good vaccine. The best thing mm. at the moment is that, obviously, like... To say if I want to go away to England Hands, and come back, face and space. Or, um, that's what you must do. <laughs> yes, but if I want to come back from England, then I my rest of my family can go out and about, and I just have to do tests and release. And at least it's only basically. At least it's only a day days. now. Yeah. 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 Uh, but still, my mind's a matter of principle on it. Yeah, no, mine totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's been a petition going around, um, which I saw it's begun, I believe, last night. Um, when I signed it, it was I think I was a sixth signature. It's now at around four hundred. Unfortunately, it's online, so, so yes. the government ignores yeah. it anyway, yes. which is, a, is another is another issue. It'll with, make yeah, it'll make uh, a bit of a scene, won't it? I mean, personally, I, I do think that like in a situation, and um, particularly when there's a lot of religious reasons mm. people choose not to get vaccinated as well. Um, for example, as I understand it, Jainists um, can't on the principle that all living things mm. have a right to life. Um, so to inject yourself with something that could kill a virus mm. is killing a living thing. Well, and, uh, but then I would argue with science, a virus is not living uh, because it cannot survive outside its host. But interestingly... Possibly, but then we can get into all kinds yeah. of debates about what's living. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but, go, but going on kind of vaccinations, I'm sure the, go- the government's had, I suppose, my main problem is the contradiction. It was going to be, yes, we will never do this. Yes, we have this border yes. framework, we're going to follow it. Yep, it's fine. Nope, we don't believe lateral flow testing is any place in our society. We're not going to do wastewater testing. We view it as useless. Now, two months later, yep, we're using it all. It's very good. We need it. So I find it very interesting how they've had, no, we're never going to use it. It's not, oh, we're looking to possibilities. Very, very clear. No, now and now, very oh, clear, now yes. It. Yeah. It's, it's I wonder if they, the water waste thing, unless they are doing it every like hour or so, 
We're creating like, new jobs. <laughs> yes, we're furthering our economy from the government. Well, we'll, 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 we'll move on from the vaccination tangent. We, yeah. we do c- cover it rather a lot. Uh, but obviously, we're going to the keys. 33 declarations now, and uh, Oliver and I have launched a, oh. a youth voting campaign. Do give us a follow at Youth Vote IM. Um, and we, 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 we need to approach these candidates to you know, get their views and, and kind of break down politics for you and, and, and see how they're going to and see how yeah. they're going to. Um, yeah, what, what, what ways are going to approach the youth and, and get them to vote for them, basically? If you haven't registered already, go to gov.im forward slash register to vote. Click on the services.gov.im forward slash register new elective elector part. Register the new elector and then you are registered if you're not already. That's kind of very important to do. And yes. obviously then go out and vote. That's, Which uh, is on the yeah, yeah. Uh, Thursday, the 23rd of September yes, 2021. In, indeed. Do, do go out and use your vote there. Well, we move on to the UK headlines. There's been a delay in the UK lifting of COVID restrictions. GB News advertisers have withdrawn their advertisements. Biden met Putin. The Prime Minister Israel has been replaced. And India strips Twitter of legal protection from prosecution. Yeah. Obviously, uh, GB News is kind of the kind of hipsting one there. We've seen uh, ad- advertisers draw- withdraw their advertisements uh, from the likes of IKEA to I think a UK drink manufacturer or something. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not a. F- uh, yes. on, on the first instinct, I'm, I'm not. A f- I wasn't a fan of uh, GB News at all. I, I like Andrew Neil. I knew stuff. you're gonna. Yeah, you, um, you've said this before, and yeah. I, I I'm not a fan of him. Um, I, I don't like the layout. Uh, there's been multiple. Um, Failures. Oh, oh, the, the, I must say, the, there's a brilliant. I, I love. Uh, there's a brilliant failures account I follow, which it, kind yeah, of uh, yeah. GB News bloopers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been running a yeah. week. The people are clearly not trained. They I, don't some have of a clue. Are, yeah, I, I, I like Simon McCoy. He's good. I like to watch him, and I like to watch uh, Andrew Neil. And it's about a bit about it. So it's, it has yeah, it has its niche, I'd say. But it's, it's more the point is advertisers have withdrawn their thing because they disagree with the news. It's not my cup of tea. Which I find interesting because it's an advertisement. You're not saying we endorse this channel. You're merely saying we're advertising to you on it. I think it's a, yeah. Do you have any views on it, Miss? I mean, I don't have TV. So I am lost in this discussion. Ah, right. Completely. It's online. It's online for it's free. On- is it online? And it's on free yes. Okay. Yes, on GB News. Yes. Brilliant. Have a look at it. May- there we are. No, GB I- News have a new launcher. <laughs> Maybe <Okay>. not. Um, <laughs> Who knows? I might try Who knows? it. Yes. Obviously, Biden met Putin. It was quite an interesting meeting because you've always had Putin with a stony face, shaking the hand of the US president. Usually Trump will mimic, would have mimicked that, mean strong figure, and you have Biden having a big smile. And you <laughs> think the juxtaposition here is huge. It's almost like he is, he's so, he, he looks naive in the picture, almost. Well, he said, we, we've got to meet in person, didn't he? I think yeah. was one of the things. Mm. Didn't shake his hand, did he? He did, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're vaccinated, so it's fine. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. But, yeah. but I, th- I don't know what vaccine Putin has. They've obviously the Sputnik <laughs> 5 vaccine over there. Which is <laughs> <laughs> enter- entertaining. Uh, and then the Prime Minister of Israel uh, has been replaced. Uh, Netanyahu was ousted from power by a coalition deal ranging from the far left to the far right, really. Wow. It was all in a ploy to get Netanyahu out. And you've actually got a more uh, nationalist leader currently as PM for two years until oh, it switches over to the left-wing leader, which I find fascinating. It's an unusual system. It's very unusual. The coalition has been very broad because they've not been managed to have consistent government. So it is interesting, I suppose. And obviously India strips Twitter of any legal protection for prosecution. So this is making me Twitter back into this legal square. I'm sure you've experienced the joys. We've all experienced the joys of Manx Twitter here. Yes. And Manx politics. Um, I must say it is kind of a left-wing echo chamber on the Isle of Man, especially. I think... I'm not sure especially. I mean, I, I, it is. I have family in Wales, um, <laughs> and it sounds just as bad there. I don't, I don't know if it's just an Isle of Man thing. I think, I think anywhere... It's just Twitter. It's just, yes, mm. it's Twitter. I mean, if you have a look at any of the... Uh, any, well, I say any. Any of the um, social media sites that I use, um, and, you know, you can... If you only have a look at the report buttons, it's report for this, report for that. Nothing... You know, and you can you can report things for for saying things against the right. You know, you can you can as a member of the right, you can be reported yeah, yeah. and removed. As a member of the left, you're pretty safe. Yeah, you're safe. E- even you if just you, call know, it, you just call it uh, racist, uh, ho-ho. Yes. If it's anything you disagree with, it does of course, seem to yeah. be the catchphrase yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. And someone asks you how, and then you you just log off for a few hours. Oh, I have actually I have actually 
actually done that because I I I, I was oh, saying there comes that a point where they're just it, shouting. I, I, I was just like I I can't be. I, I was saying key pinnacle of British uh, kind of values is freedom. I don't see what's wrong with saying that. Oh, uh, criminal oh, fascist oh and everything. Yeah, it it was, and I must say it was interesting. So, I I I think. Well, uh, India's move is slightly interesting. I think it's more uh, to protect... It is over Chris's refusal to remove a post, which is interesting because they removed plenty of posts. Well, they love it. But when, they're asked, to, when they're asked to remove a post, they won't, they, they won't which is fascinating. <laughs> it's like the Ram Tam Tugger mm. from um, Cats. If you, I must if you say, I have not watched Cats. Oh, no, no, it's, no. Uh, just, yeah, it's a poem. If you, if you offer him something, he has to have the other thing, even if he actually wants the first thing. Ah, yes, of course. That, that is the way to go. <laughs> oh, well... We move on to an interesting random part of the episode where our guest will talk about a topic for a minute. Very, very random. So do talk without hesitation, deviation or repetition. That's just from the Just A Minute programme on BBC Radio 4. So do take it away. What is your topic? Um, Shakespeare and how it is not boring. Go for it. So um, people always... So I'm, I'm a big Shakespeare fan for some... For some background, I want to study literature at university. I absolutely love Shakespeare. I find it fascinating. Um, and I think that... And people, there's just this view in society that it's somehow boring. And then if it's not boring, it's elitist. And if it's not elitist, there's something wrong with you for, for enjoying it. Now, I, I'm passionate about Shakespeare, not only because it, def- it definitely improves your comprehension of, of, of reading in general, but because the stories are just so exciting. But when you when you think <laughs> when you when you think about it, like I mean, stories like Much Do About Nothing, which at the moment is my is my is my favourite one. I, I like Romeo and Juliet as well, but at the moment it's mis, it's um it's Much Do About Nothing for me. Um, when you think about it and and you break down the stories, you can nearly see it, and I I just love that, and I think I think that that just it's just perfect, and it makes me very happy. So that's my yes. Oh, very interesting. I must say, we did have a discussion the other day. It was apparently elitist to ex- to ma- expect a good book to have good grammar. Yes. Uh, it, was cl- it was classes, in fact. Mm. It's classes, yeah. you know, I I can ex- I expect a book uh, to have good grammar. It has an editor. Any, it has an editor, yeah. and mm. the editor should pick up that good grammar. That, that grammar. Yeah. And it we all make correct. mistakes, though, Archie. Of we course, all make yeah. mistakes. We do. I, mean, we do. I do. Yeah. I do apologise. Yeah. I, I to, to personally, my my little giggle there was that. I, I don't particularly in, enjoy uh, much of Shakespeare, but fair you know enough. you're fair, yeah. you're fair enough to agree with that. Uh, I mean, this probably yeah. just trying to think of anything that does. <laughs> that does what literature do you enjoy? Yeah. I mean, it's more. Um, oh, I did quite like 1984. I must. It was. It, it, it is a good. It is a good there you book. go. Yes, I think it does draw um, parallels to the modern. Uh, yeah. Mainly, going to say that. Mainly, I <laughs> no, it's true. It, it does. Yes, um, yes. One of the reasons why I don't really particularly enjoy Shakespeare that much is I find it very hard to understand. But yeah. that's probably because I'm illiterate. No, no, but it's <laughs> taken it's taken me years to get to a point from finding the stories interesting. But to once actually well, understanding well, once you can get there, it's, <laughs> once you've got there, it's wonderful. I, I do like I do quite like the um, not to, I wouldn't. Uh, it's reading it. I'd watch anything by the I RSC. Much, I much um, prefer reading it. Uh, I, you, I, I lie there on a beanbag with you this watch, massive book. Do you have you watched much of anything the RSC um, work? Not, not, not but, I mean, they no. don't all, they don't always cover. Sorry, I disclaimer there. They don't always cover um, Shakespeare stuff. Um, yeah. I, I must say, I do I do love watching Shakespeare plays. Though they are yeah, they are oh, good. No, sorry, yeah. I should say they are good, but. Um, uh, the reading part of it, I don't particularly enjoy. No, I'm I'm going to watch the uh, the live stream of it from the Romeo and Juliet of, from the uh, Kenneth Branagh company. Um, I'm looking forward to that because I've never actually seen Romeo and Juliet like as an actual production. Obviously, I've seen I've seen the film where they use the correct language, but I've not seen it, well, and I'm excited. Do enjoy, do enjoy. Well, the Arkoff engine once again starts up. We move into our recommendations. So, Mitzi, what's your recommendations for reading, watching and listening this week? So, um, I mean, my personal favourite book is The Great Gatsby. Um, this is a discussion I got into about whether a book needs to be well-written. But anyway, um, no, I, I love The Great Gatsby and it's a comparatively short book if you haven't got much time to read. Um, yeah, no, and this week I've been reading uh, An Almond for a Parrot by Ray Delaney, which is, I'd say, an arguably female appeal read, but it, it's it's very good. How about watching? Watching. Oh, uh, 
Mm. I, I, I don't get to watch much actually. Um, I've been watching much to do about nothing. Um, nineteen ninety three. I, I don't have much time, so I've been having to watch sort of twenty minutes ago. But I, I'm really enjoying that. I must say, I do like I do love old films. They are yeah. I, uh, the the the, vo- <laughs> sad, elitist, the voices are just oh they're beautiful. Much better. Yeah, so they are beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I aspire to talk like yes. Mary Poppins. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Archie? Have you got many recommendations for this week? Well, to, sadly, one to, does not. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Uh, you've let us down this week. No, uh, my, my recommendation for reading this week is National Debt of Short History. I've brought it along. It is arguably a dry book, uh, but I must say it is ra- it's rather interesting to read about the sinking fund, which I've mentioned before on the podcast. Watching wise, I do recommend North Korea, The Great Illusion. I must say, North Korea, it's, ast- it's astonishing state i must say i'll say no more uh and in listening wise i will recommend the curious cases of rutherford and fry it's all kind of sciencey and kind of breaking down maths as well it's fascinating it takes on interesting cases and there's a podcast version rather than the radio version the radio version is included in the podcast version but the podcast version is so much more in it's like 30 minutes instead of 15 so that that is i really do recommend and next my different recommendation i think there was a interesting bbc sounds podcast i'm about to start listening to as well very good should be good. Well, we do move on to our quiz, which I'm trying... We have our quiz music. I'll only ask you about three or four questions, why not? So when was the Parliament Act introduced? Any ideas? Uh, 1910, 1911, 1912, or 1914? I've, I've been asked this before, haven't I? You might, yeah. Okay, I'll leave this one to Mitzi. I d- no! Okay, uh, <laughs> 19... I've, I've done this before, so I should know. T- t- 10 or 11? Ah, it's 11. 11. I don't know why that came up when I created a Conservative Party <laughs> uh, quiz. Uh, how many times was Stanley Baldwin Prime Minister? Oh. If you know him. Don't know him. No. But no. I think he was a Conservative Party Prime Minister. He was three times, three times. in power. Wow. And how many times was Winston Churchill Prime Minister? This has come up in the programme. Well, he came out of it, didn't he? So twice, maybe three times, four times. Final answer? Five. <laughs> he keeps going up, Oliver. Okay, Soon one, we'll reach twice. Uh, hyperinflation will be several hundred. No, twice is the correct yeah. answer. Twice, but like separated. Yes, yes, indeed. And how long is the final question related to conservatism? How long in years was Margaret Thatcher Prime Minister? Eleven. N- Eleven. Oliver, any answers? Was it around 1980 when she started? No, before that. How many years? How oh, many years was she in 15. Uh, no, Mitzi, you are correct. It is very good. It is 11. I feel special now. Yes. And that ends our quiz for today. I, I, I couldn't think of any more questions. So good we have it. Anxiety-intensing music is now coming to an end. <laughs> so you can now relax, uh, which is rather, rather nice. Yes. I, said, I, do, I did enjoy finding the music for this uh, season of the podcast. Yeah. It, it was enjoyable to kind of look through and get some good tracks. And I think that pretty much concludes this week's uh, episode, guys. And obviously, if you do have um, any thoughts or uh, any other comments, please... Topics you uh, want to discuss. Topics you want to discuss. uh, If you want to be a guest, please do let us know via our social media platforms or our email address, which is uh, politibabble at gmail.com. And I'd like to thank Mitzi for coming on. Thank uh, you for having me. No problem. And again... Great having you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. so yeah that concludes the brilliant podcast that is Politibabble this, for this week uh, you can join us uh, next time for a relaxed chat about politics uh, and we'll probably be talking about cancel culture so leave a like subscribe and stay tuned for more as usual you can find the podcast versions of this podcast on your favourite podcast providers do get in touch at Politibabble on all forms of social media and let us know your views that's it for now you've been Politibabbled <laughs>